COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Solo Ant Show, and I am your host, Expected Ant, and I'm with my trusty co-host, Romeo. And if you don't know, now you know. Ho! What's up, oh, bro? You know? You know? No ass better call somebody. So I hope uh, everybody is uh, all in well. Uh, right now we are uh, in a nationwide quarantine. So hopefully everybody's just quarantined and chilling. And uh, speaking of quarantine and chilling, I was uh, quarantining and chilling uh, last night. And I was, uh, you know, just uh, scrolling through YouTube. And uh, YouTube recommended that I watch this documentary on uh, Crystal Wall. It was posted last night by uh, Vice. Shout out so the documentary is called the dark side of the ring this is the wall story all right so yes yeah, so, um crappy ass here folks <laughs> so uh what kind of earphones were those man let's let's talk about that real quick the ones you had earlier the ajbls the earphones you had earlier uh these are uh uh, Panasonic. Oh, I hate Panasonic. All right. Anyway, now go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So like you know, it, it's a very deep uh, documentary. Very interesting. Uh, I think I learned more about Crispin Wall uh, in those two hours than I uh, knew before. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, I sort of gra- gravitated to it because uh, you know I grew up as a kid. I grew up watching Crispin Wall. I wouldn't really say he was one of my favorite wrestlers, but, you know, he was one of the wrestlers that I watched as a kid. Uh, I remember his rivalry with Chris Jericho. I was more of a Chris Jericho guy because he was more entertaining. Chris Wall was kind of like robotic. But, um, yeah, it was a very interesting documentary. Um, I I did not know that uh, he met his wife through a wrestling angle that uh his wife was actually married to the guy he was uh, fighting against and they had a they wrote an angle where uh, she left him for Crispin Wall and the only problem with that is they actually end up falling in love for real so I thought that was interesting and funny 
And uh, even uh, his sister-in-law made a joke saying that uh, Kevin Solomon uh, booked his own divorce. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought that was interesting and funny. Uh, his relationship with Eddie Guerrero, uh, I did not know that the two of them had that close of a bond. And then, uh, yeah, before I, I talk more about it, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Dark Side of the Ring? It was it was one of the saddest uh, saddest things I've ever like saddest documentary I've ever watched, and just just the fact that I mean you know we all know what happened um, with him and his family and decisions that he made, but what what I like about this documentary is the fact that you know Chris Chris and uh, Chavo. Um, just the way the well, Chris Jericho um, and Chavo, um, they they humanized Chris while also holding him completely accountable for his actions. So, I mean, they they don't support what he did. Also, Malenko and then Malenko as well. Um, I I didn't just like you. I, I didn't know too much of the history between him between Chris Benoit and his wife Nancy at the time um, and how they you know how they they, they started like a, a story between those two which actually uh, led to them actually getting together in real life <laughs> yeah yeah um, and then the drama between the triangle the love triangle yeah because that was the storyline of wrestling was like there was a love triangle between Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan, and uh, Nancy. Well, her character was called Woman. That was it, just Woman. And then uh, the angle was that Woman and Kevin Sullivan, they're actually married in real life. But the yeah. angle was Woman left Kevin Sullivan for Chris Benoit. But they ended up falling in love. So she ended up leaving Kevin Sullivan for real. And at the time, Kevin Sullivan was one of the top promoters and bookers. Uh, on WCW. On WCW at the time, yeah. Um, I mean, more about Chris Benoit, though. I mean, usually I, I didn't even know he was like a perfectionist. You know, I didn't know that he would punish himself every single time he made like a mild mistake. Yeah, so I thought like, I've seen that uh, Chris Jericho storyline where a uh, story where he told that when they were both in WCW yeah. and they had the match and then Chris Benoit fucked up. He missed, uh, he's supposed to do like a, a swinging kick or something and he missed. And he missed, like, after the, after the match, you know, he's in the locker room doing like 50 squats. And Chris yeah. Jer- like, yeah. why are you doing 50 squats? Like, uh, you know, like nobody noticed. And it's like, nah, 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 I, I, I fucked up. I can't, I can't be fucking yeah. up like that. You know, so he, to punish himself, he started doing like 50 squats in the locker room. And I mean, I don't want to separate him with a lot of the other superstars. Who work just as hard or harder, but just you know, just based off of the story and Chris Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and Chavo knowing him best, um, he is. You could tell that Chris Benoit was dedicated and focused. Like he, you know, he he's one of the hardest. I would say, I mean, like just based on the documentary and from from what I've I've uh, learned through this documentary, that he would miss. A lot of his uh, kids' birthdays or like special occasions because he wouldn't take a day off, you know. And it's it's like him sacrificing his art. That's what Chris Jericho said. Like, yeah, it's 
I'm sacrificing my art if I if I take days off and I know it's my son's birthday or it's Halloween and I can't go take my son trick or treating, but you know I'm doing this. I'm kind of like doing this for them in a way. But at the same time, it's like it's his passion. You know? So it's, it's crazy. I I didn't know too much about his you know Chris Benoit's history with um, you know with his wrestling experiences and and stuff until until today. Or until yeah. Well, well, for that for that part though, I think uh, that, that's uh, for a lot of wrestlers because uh, the being a pro wrestler, you're on the road 300 days out of the year, so you yeah. really don't spend that much time with your family or kids. You know, it's part of one of the, that's that's why um, it's a profession that even though you make a lot of money, it's a profession that I, I don't think I ever want to do, or because I can't see myself being on the road. I thought so, about it. Yeah, 300 days out of the year. <laughs> I thought about it like, like yeah, like if I, if I was a wrestler, if I was a wrestler, that, that's the profession you have to be when you're single, because you're you're yeah. on the road so much you will never see your family. Well, a lot of these wrestlers have families. I mean, a lot of these wrestlers are married, even be, you know, it, yeah. in between or before they started, they have kids already, a family. Well, sometimes they'll take their their kids with them. And a lot of wrestlers hook up with each other, of course, because they're with each other. Like you said, they're on the road together. Yeah. like all the time so it's like well you're the closest chick i could hook up with so might as well you know and, and there have been a lot of wrestlers who you know married their founder's spouse um in, the, in this profession <clears throat> um well actually uh, speaking of that though I, I did find it interesting though that once uh chris benoit and nancy got married that nancy just quit the business altogether and just became and like just a, became a full-time mom yeah yeah, full time mom. Yeah. Cause see, I didn't really watch WCW like that, so I never even heard of her until uh, she died uh, back in uh, 2007. So I didn't really. So more than anything, I learned more about her in this documentary than I did. There's Doctor Mary. Yeah, I, I didn't know too much about it. Like, like I said, I didn't know too much of the history of Chris Benoit until they talked about it in this documentary. Um, I want to talk about like David Benoit, Chris Benoit's older son. And only son, man. Uh, from, a, from, gotta a be, previous, from a previous marriage or pre- previous from, relationship, right, right. From previous relationship. Yeah, so uh, not, people, no, no relations to Nancy, but still, he still considered Nancy as like his mom. He even stated that, like, yeah, Nancy, Nancy, you know, he never, she never called me stepson. She treated me just like her own. And um, he was very close with, of course, the younger, his younger brother. Um, who and, uh, unfortunately Nancy, passed away, and, and Nancy's sister, and Nancy's sister, yeah. Um, but at the time, because of the incident, um, it, it, it kind of divided and separated the two families apart, both the Benoits and the uh, what's Nancy's last name, her maiden name. I, I they don't, I don't think they said, but they basically, said, yeah. basically, what happened was like a. Nancy's family wanted to continue on a relationship, especially with David. But then, like uh, the Benoit family, like lied to David and it's like, nah, like you know they they don't like you. They want nothing to do with you and blah blah blah. And it wasn't until uh, a couple years ago when you know, Chris Jericho of all people uh, brought the two together, and now they have a relationship. And David Benoit even said, like, even though I haven't talked to her in uh, ten years. It's almost like you know we never you know lost connection. That's how close they, you know, they are to each other, both him and his auntie. So I thought, you no, know, that made me tear up at the end. Uh, made me pretty emotional. I was like, damn. 
you know, because, uh, you know, just seeing the love that they have for each other and how uh, basically lies from both fam- both sides of the families kind of tore them apart, which I, I never understood why you know, that happens in families, like why, you know, one side of the family lies about the other side and all of a sudden you just like lose connection with, you know, certain family members because of uh, lies being told, even though it's not true. But uh, that's that's a story for another day. But I did find this so interesting because David Ben Wall, speaking of David Ben Wall, he did talk about how um, after his dad died, only two people from WWE contacted him, and that was Chris Jericho and Chavo Guerrero. You know, nobody else from the entire company contacted. Even to this date, uh, thirteen years later, he hasn't heard not a single one from from anybody from WWE. And even he even said it like, you know what, fuck those guys. But uh, yeah, that not one of them came to like his aid at all and even for like um, Nancy's funeral none of the WWE guys came except for uh, JR and even then JR he, he was sent there by the WWE as like a WWE representative and even uh, Nancy's sister was like look you know you're not you're not wanted here get the fuck out and so it was just a lot of behind like the whole the whole thing yeah I have I, I never looked at Chris Jericho um, the same way I, I I look at him now, after the documentary, because you know he's always portraying like this, like this jerk and stuff, and he's he's like sometimes he's a good guy, sometimes he's a heel and this and you, he's like when he's a bad guy, when he's a heel, he he really makes you want to hate him just the way he talks. But just by learning, you know, just by watching this documentary, you learn and and you even Chavo, Chavo, I thought he was a very annoying wrestler. At the time, like I, I'm like, dude, this well, guy, this guy Chavo, was like, at, well, no, Chavo well, and Eddie, though. I mean, I guess you call it racist, but they play like stereotypical Mexicans. Yeah, that's why that's, it was pretty annoying. Talk, like, 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 hey, 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 just just um after watching this documentary you you learn so much about their character like their the real personalities and and you do you, you can't help but to really respect the two especially being there for both the uh, benoit family and of course the guerrero family um and of course nance you know they try to reach in with nancy's family of course to bring both both uh, benoit and them together and out of all the wrestlers, I mean, I don't know too too much history about like, you know, other wrestlers what they do their personal time. But as of now, I have great respect for both Chavo and Chris Jericho. They're like uncles. They're pretty much uncles to um, um, David. Yeah, young David Benoit. Actually, speaking on that though, the the one thing that did surprise me though was uh, Eddie Guerrero's widow, Vicky. Because she was so close to the family, because you know Eddie yeah. and uh, Chris were so uh, were best friends, that I'm surprised she didn't reach out to uh, David. Instead, it was a uh, Chavo, Eddie's uh, nephew, which I thought they were actually brothers. I didn't know th- that Eddie was actually his uncle. Um, I think it's yeah. that shock, bro. It's like you don't know what to say because you want to support Chris Benoit's son, but at the same time, his his father 
And yeah, killed, killed her best killed friend. Your best friend. At the same time, uh, though, like David, but he was best he's... friends with, of course, Eddie Guerrero. So it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to yeah, find. It's I'm hard to find like, the middle line there. Yeah, but I'm saying though, like, you know, David, he's he's innocent. Like he wasn't of even there. He said, he said he was at the time it happened. He was in Canada with his mom. So he but had. He's nothing... a, but think about it. He's a spitting image and of Chris Benoit. Looks just like him. Like a skinny, a skinnier, younger version of. He course, looks like he of, looks like Chris Benoit without the steroids. So how can you how can you look at him and say, "Damn," like you don't know what to say, right? Well, but I'm saying though, if Chavo and Chris Jericho can get over it, or, f- or actually fuck those two, if Dancy's sister, what? <laughs> what do you mean fuck those two? No, no, no. But okay, I, I don't mean like literally. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. If Nancy, if Nancy's sister can get over it. Why can't uh, Vicky Grill can? Because yeah. if anybody should have a problem Good with question. David Bois, if if anybody should have a problem with David Bois looking exactly like his dad, it should be his auntie, because that's the one that killed her sister. Yeah. I you know I I watched the documentary twice. I was trying to find clues as to. Uh, was this really a murder, uh, a double murder, homicidal, um, um, suicide, or did you know, or, or was it was it planned? Did someone really come and go, you know, after them and stuff? But no, you know, as as much as you want to deny it, it was uh, Chris Chris Jericho's actions that um, led him to. You mean Chris to, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Chris Benoit's, um Actions that led him and his family to non-existent. It's really sad. I mean, there's well, yeah, even um, the irony. Too. Too, the irony too is that like uh, Nancy left her ex-husband Kevin Sullivan because she claimed that Kevin Sullivan was abusive. Like he used to whoop her ass all the time. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Chris Wall kind of helped her. He kind of played. I guess he said Captain Sabo. And helped her get out of that situation. And the irony is like she left a guy that was beating her ass for a guy who ended up killing her. And the double irony on this was his her sister was like, <laughs> you know what, go follow Chris. Go with Chris yeah. instead. Leave this guy. So do you think maybe her sister probably feels a little bit of guilt? Like, you know, if it wasn't for that time when I when I shouldn't have told her to go with Chris, but how would I know if it wasn't for that, then maybe this would have never happened. You think she ever thought that? Just slightly. Because uh, I would probably... I'm not... Maybe. It's not her fault. It's not her well, fault. No, I'm not saying it's her I'll fault. Say like, I'll say, like, maybe, but at the same time, it's like, okay, uh, her and Chris got together in 1995. This incident happened in 2007. And so... In 1995, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Chris was like this, uh, was like the white knight. Like, he he saved her from a bad situation. And I think for her, it's kind of like, okay, you know, do you stay with this guy that's beating your ass? Or do you hook up with this guy that's going to kill you in 12 years? It was kind of hard to tell. You can't predict it. Yeah. And not only like, that, he's good, he's good to his first he, son. Well, yeah. You know? But either way, you know, it's... Looking back on it, it's a fucked up situation. Like, okay, it's either you stay with your husband who's beating your ass, or you leave him for this other guy who 
is going to end up killing me. So, I mean, it's hard to tell. It's like that one quote from Two-Face. You die a hero or live long enough to find yourself a villain. To become a villain. Or one of those. Um, I want to I wanna dissect I want to dissect this a little bit. So, Eddie Guerrero passes away due to heart failures, right? I think he had a heart attack in the bathroom. And Chavo, uh, Chavo Guerrero finds him in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, Chavo, Chavo, said that, uh, Chavo said that the autopsy said he had heart disease. Which so, thinking, it was a heart disease. Which you're thinking he, he developed after all those years of the of drugs. Course, remember, of course. Because uh, yeah, remember uh, his, uh, his widow, Vicky, uh, she said that he OD'd three times before that. And it was the third time he was fired by after the third time he oh no he not the third time he came to uh monday night raw high as fuck and he was so high that Vince man had no other choice but to fire him and that was kind of like a wake-up call for him to like you know get his life together and and begin stay clean uh but the problem with but the, so he, he stayed clean but all the years of you know drug abuse finally caught up to him and it affected his heart but uh, Chris Benoit, he was so close to Eddie that he never really got over it. And even Chris Jericho said it that, you know, looking back on it uh, now, because Eddie Guerrero died in 2005. So 15 years later, uh, Chris Jericho said that, you know, looking back on it now, uh, Chris Benoit died when Eddie died. Well, that was pretty much the end of Chris because he just never got over it. And he feels like that that's pretty much what started his his uh his his downfall into like depression because said that after eddie died you know the last two years of chris Wall's life um he pretty much like stayed isolated like he stopped talking to people um he go in the locker room he won't talk to any of the wrestlers he just stayed to himself and read his bible and he really like you know, became very isolated and so uh you know you, you make it wonder that you know if, if that was if that's what led to him uh and doing what he did yeah, so, okay, young, young Chris Benoit, with all his success, you know, has a kid, first child, which is David Benoit, you know, marriage, not so well since they had a divorce, meets a beautiful woman named Nancy, they get married, have a child together, they're happy together, his success is rising rocket high, I mean, it's, it's shooting up, as far as like, um, his experience with WWE. His friend passes away. He goes through depression and kills well, sorry, well, not sorry. only himself but his family. Well, well, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I was going to uh, talk about. Remember, a year before Eddie died, uh, you know, David Benoit was talking about the, the their, that moment they had at WrestleMania and how, like, you know, it was such a beautiful moment between Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero that, you know, David Benoit said that he he uh, he wished you know, the two of them would have just retired right then and there. Just ended it like that. It was such a beautiful moment that uh, I think I think at, uh, I forgot which WrestleMania it was. Um, so yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, but it, it still it still doesn't explain. Like it, it's, it's still a lot of questions. As I mean, goes through depression after his best friend dies, and then not only kills himself but kills his family too. Well, see you what know? I don't. Yeah, but what I don't understand. I don't understand it. I am not understanding that part. Well, I don't. I don't. Like, usually, people who get depressed, 
You're like, you know what? Fuck life. I'm going to kill myself. My family's good. You know? Yeah, see, what I don't understand. And then what I don't understand, too, is like, okay, not only did he do all that, but it was how he went about it. Like, he killed Nancy on Friday, killed his son on Saturday, and then killed himself on Sunday. So, like, you know, so... You know, he spent two whole days with his dead body, with his wife's dead body in the house with him. And he spends one day with his son's dead body in the house. And they said that um, before he even killed himself on Sunday, he was actually contemplating, knowing that he has two dead people in the house, he was actually contemplating flying to Texas to, to do go to work. He had to do the pay-per-view that, uh, that day. And then I guess he changed his mind and decided to kill himself. And so it, it was. That's why, that's why the... The cop was like, "No, nah, this is not road rage because he, you know, for you to plan, you got to plan this shit out. This is like, the road rage doesn't last, you know, three whole days. Like, no, but and then not only that, he was actually in a clear state of mind to write a suicide note. So that's how you know it wasn't road rage. Like he was in a clear frame of mind, and uh, like the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. But because he killed that's himself, it. like we just never know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> um, even the neurologist uh, stated." Uh, I forgot his name. Um, the neurologist, uh, 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 Chris, who, Chris Lewinsky. Yeah, who also used to be a wrestler uh, for WWE, he, uh, uh, but he a, he went to his doctor. Uh, and his doctor he told him because he had a because he had a too many concussions, too many concussions um, because of uh, chair uh, chair shots, too many chair shots, and I did not know that the chairs that they used were real chairs. I thought they were using like aluminum chairs or something that would bend uh, easier. Now, after after rewatching the 1999 Royal Rumble and saw mm-hmm. with the Rock to uh, Mick Foley, I knew that yeah. shit. Was... He knocked yeah. Mick Foley. I think he knocked legitimately locked Mick Foley unconscious. Because you're okay. Um, of course, we've we've all we've all like uh, you know messed with folding chairs before, like those metal folding chairs, and you you would bang on it with your with your fist. And just see how you know how durable this this chair is, and you would think, okay, there's no way that this could just bend, you know, using a person's skull. But in reality, it does, and that's a trippy part. And and you mentioned you said something about um, like they discontinued the this chair shots to the head now, right? Yes, with because, WWE. Uh, because they found out because after they uh, did uh, Chris Boyle's autopsy, and they found out that uh. He had the brain of an 80 year old man. That's how fucked up his brain was from all those uh, concussions and CTE. That they changed it to where in wrestling, there's no more chair shots to the head. They only do chair shots to the back. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that sucks, dude. To me, though, though, and as uh, Chris Lewinsky was saying, it's not just the chair shots, it's also the moves, like the flying headbutt. Like you do the flying headbutt, hey, you actually headbutt him for real. Yeah, I mean, you know, as 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 fake as wrestling um, is is claimed by many, you know, as 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 fake as it seems, um, they are still again, they are still doing uh, again. They're performing a lot of these uh, re- real stunts, well, I so will, I will they're say- putting their body. I, I won't They're say it's fake. Their body I, won't say, work. I won't say it's fake. I say it's scripted. Scripted. Yeah, yeah. There. I mean, these these um these 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 guys are athletes, and 
you know, body slams, jumping through the ropes and, you know, the head, uh, the chair shots and just all these, you know, these different stunts that these wrestlers do. I mean, th these things still hurt. Yeah. Well, even uh, Chavo talked about it, too. Like, even though he doesn't wrestle anymore, he retired. But even yeah. this, like, you know, he has to wonder, like, you know, does he have CTE? Uh, what is he going to be like when he starts to get older? Yeah, yeah. I guess there are different there are different levels depending how much you know chair shots to the head you've been receiving throughout the years. Uh, throughout the well, time I think, awesome. I think it also depends on like the, the person because the same thing with the, the football players, you know, like there's some football players who you know they after they retire they become like you know, depressed and uh, you know, kill themselves. And there's other football players after they retire they just fine, perfect. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, same, same with boxing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, talk about brain damage. I mean, all those, all those punches to the head, you know, even MMA. Um, I think any sport. But, I mean, wrestling is just one of the most, uh, by statistically... Well, see, I think what uh, makes uh, a lot of the wrestlers die before pass away 40. before the age of forty. Yeah, before the age of forty. But see, I think what and makes they, it, they, I think what makes it worse for wrestling though is because it's like it's every day. You know, at least, at least in like football, you have an off season. You know, a, a box, you only box like twice a year or three times twice. a year, or maybe like even once every three years. Yeah. You know, depending depending what the uh, what, what the match is all about, but they, it gives the it gives these uh, athletes time to recover from all that heavy beating. You know, yeah, same well, thing that goes with UFC, even basketball too. Yeah, but while I'm wrestling, those like constant every day. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Don't 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 forget the uh, the rehearsals. I'm sure they have to rehearse a few times. I mean, a lot of this improv too and everything, but they still need to, to rehearse. So, you know, even throughout the uh, the uh, practices, they have to, you know, they get injured. So do you still want to be a wrestler? <laughs> or you never did? Well, I, I thought about it. I thought about it when I was like 10. Yeah. Oh. But I, yeah, I haven't thought about it since then. Cause see, but now, but after watching like shit like this, like I, I, again, I know they make a lot of money. You know, like they become millionaires doing wrestling. Doing wrestling, it's like the money is the yeah, is the money really worth it? Putting your body through all that shit. Yeah, it's a tough business, man. I mean, if not your body, it's still it's a tough business. I mean, a lot of a lot of the rookies don't. I mean, a lot of uh, I'd say 80 percent of the rookies don't even make it all the way. You know, they uh, they'll probably put them as jobbers. But you know what? Jobbers make good money too. Jobbers make well, good job, money. Well, a jobber that just means you lose all the time. Yeah, but you're still making good money as a jobber. Yeah. I mean, you're still under the uh, you know Vince McMahon WWE payroll. So they make good money, just like those bench warmers um, in basketball. Stay, still getting paid. 
No, I would say <laughs> just with a championship. I, I did. I did. Uh, speaking of Vince McMahon, I did lose some respect for him. Yeah, watching this, like it just seemed like uh, he just did not give a fuck at all. And actually, speaking of, actually, uh, I, I want to talk about this real quickly though. Uh, a lot. Of, okay, so over the years, uh, you know, WWE took a lot of criticism for doing the the Crispin Wall Memorial the day that he died, uh, because a lot of people feel like you know they should have waited until all the information came out. And even JR, you know, said it like, you know what? It's our fault. We should have waited for the information. So, do you blame WWE for doing the 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 Crispin Wall Memorial show the day that he died, or do you or do you? agree with the critics like you know what you should have waited till all the information came out before you start you know humanizing this guy well okay so they had a show that day um where chris benoit was supposed to come uh for uh, i forgot whatever that that um i think it was called the super super wrestlers superstar or something like they had a show that day so Chris Benoit was supposed to yeah, come. I think it was uh, I think um, it was Monday, I think it was Monday Night Raw, if I'm not mistaken. Monday Night Raw or something. Yeah. So he was one of the main event um, wrestlers to perform that night. Um, and if if you're if you're Vince McMahon, uh, sorry, sorry, you're uh, going to be thinking. Uh, I was going to say no. Uh, remember the what started the everything is that uh, he was late for rehearsals, and that's when they decided to do the the, the check. Because, like, normally Chris Ball doesn't miss work. And so the fact well, that yeah, he Well, yeah. Well, yeah. He was late for the rehearsals. Yeah, he was late for the rehearsals, but he still uh, he still needed to make an appearance for... If, if it was Monday Night Raw, let's just say it's Monday Night Raw. He still needed to make an appearance because, um, you know, Vince, Vince and, and them, they have a roster of who's going to be showing up through uh, that night. So if you're Vince, Mc, uh, if you're Vince McMahon, you're going to think to yourself, okay, people are going to be expecting... Chris Benoit specific wrestlers this night. If he's not going to show up, what else am I going to say? I can't just lie and make an excuse. You know what? Let's just tell him the truth. Did they cancel that day? They canceled everything, right? No, no. What, they okay, just what, made a, they did a they tribute. Did, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like what they did was they they canceled the yeah. event. Right. Because it, like that's what I'm saying. It started out because he had missed rehearsal. And that's yeah. and they're like, okay, you know, he normally doesn't miss rehearsal. Plus, but never that. Nobody knew. Nobody knew plus, what the. the well, and then uh, not only that, he sent that weird ass text about, uh, to Chavo about uh, look after my dogs or something like that. And so he yeah, sent I that know. text to Chavo. So that's when Chavo talked to Vince, and then Vince had like the cops, you know, just to check up on him, see what's going on. And that's when they found like everybody dead in the house. Yeah, but I know. But the, the criticism for WWE was that they canceled the the event and they held a tribute show to Chris Benoit. But the, the criticism over the years is that you know they should have waited for all the information to come out before you uh, you celebrate this guy who ended up being a murderer. Well, I mean, there's two ways you can approach this. Um, if you're a Vince McMahon, either go on with the pay per view or for the Monday Night Raw, go on with the show. And just just say, unfortunately, Chris Benoit cannot make it for this night, for tonight. But we'll just continue on with the roster. And then next week, or you know, once once because uh, they didn't know, they didn't get all the information from the cops. They just found out that they passed away. Him and his family passed away. They didn't. Well, not, they didn't get the full details. Well, so that, he could have. 
people the people would have already known because it was already like on CNN and shit. That's Everybody what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay. So that's one way, and then people will find out the hard way and learn it through like. So Vince McMahon had no other choice then, if if, if you're asking me. If uh, if I was Vince McMahon, I have no choice but to just like say straight out, you know. Whatever we hear about Chris Benoit, we're not going to put this under the rug, or we're not going to hide this until later on. We might as well just tell it now, because if CNN or whoever or or TMC finds out before and tells everybody before we do, then we're going to be the bad guys. Either way, there's no way they can get away. From, there's no way to uh, escaping what people are going to think about them. They're still going to be, um, you know. I, I my thing is though, I don't agree with the people. I think Vince McMahon did the best he could as a professional, and you know where where his status was. Yeah, see, I, I agree with you. I think he was in a lose lose situation. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing he could have done at that time was just continue on with the show instead of canceling it. But it's still hard because like uh, everybody in that locker room was friends with Chris Wall or they, they at least knew him. So it's like, how can you expect him to continue on doing the show uh, when everybody's like sad and depressed because he died? Because remember at that time, even though it was on the news, the old thing they were reporting was that Chris Wall died. Nobody knew the facts. And Nobody it, knew. It wasn't until a few days later when the cops started like releasing information to the news is when people started to realize, okay, you know, Chris Wall did a bad thing here. So, I think so. I, in that moment, I don't blame Vince. It's just that as the facts started to come out days later, it just it was just a, it just ended up being a bad look for the WWE. Yeah. And and you know just just to back up Vince and them, um, Vince of the corporation a little bit more. Um, they they were pretty much they were just given very um, vague details from like you mentioned vague details from the police um they didn't they didn't tell him like the full details so there's really there's really no other choice i mean there's really nothing they can do well yeah because in fairness to the because you no, know, this is 2007 so there wasn't like no social Internet. Media, uh, or TMZ, social like, media like, stuff. Yeah, like uh, like because one of the uh, complaints about like when Kobe died is that TMZ reported it before the police could even tell his family, which I think was fucked up. So, yeah. no, but no, this is back in 2007. So there was no social media, there was no TMZ, and so the cops, you know, they just released information as they as they get it. You know, there wasn't like you know a TMZ would be like, oh, Chris Benoit, you know, uh, murdered his uh, his family. You know, to report it before the cops can even finish their investigation. So it was just a different time. And that's why I said, like, you know, I don't blame Vince for doing what he did. Uh, but when the when the cops started releasing information days later, it just ended up being a bad look. And I guess you could say that episode uh, of Raw just it didn't age well. Well, and, and, and in fairness, with the, the police officers, of course, um... They can't even release details yet unless if they know because they're still under investigation. So they can't even say, oh yeah, Chris Benoit murdered his family right away without 
you know, having first um, investigating the whole entire scene because maybe it was a murder scene um, from a third party. So they were still going through the investigation. That's why all they can give Vince and, you know, because Vince and the, the whole roster, the whole wrestlers, because, of course, well, it was a demon when went, went in there. there. We're in the media, too, like CNN and uh, MSNBC and all the news outlets. Right, right. And they there's really, they're not allowed. To be honest with you, not unless if the if the investigation is still open, they're not even allowed to talk about anything. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's why that's just that's a why, rule. Uh, that's why a lot that's of people, why, that's why a lot of people were pissed off about the Kobe Bryant situations because like TMZ was reporting shit before the cops even finished the investigation. Like all the yeah. cops it was like, yeah. okay, there's a helicopter crash. Okay, Kobe Bryant was in it, and then just like that. No, no the even the police officers are not even allowed to talk yeah. details yet with the, the newscasters. Like whenever like the news vans and you know news vans come in and of course you have you have your um your anchor people that come in and they start asking the cops like the chief or whoever is in charge there questions about like the scene or you know an investigation. The the the, the chiefs or whoever's in charge would say, you know, we're we're taking uh, full precautions of what's going on here. We're just getting more information as far as like what's going on with the investigation. But that's all I can tell you. No comment for now until we get this inf investigation done. So, um, yeah, the, like the sheriffs, the the, uh, the chiefs, they can't they can't talk. They, they can't they can't talk about anything. They can't discuss anything. Not unless if um, they, of course, have the uh, the full record of what's what's happening with that incident. So yeah, of course, TMZ. I'm sure they're they're wrong for disclosing like information without first, um, you know, well allowing the cops to the family, to do the job, do their job, and so because that that would make me mad too. Like you know. Your family member died. And you have to find out on social media because TMZ reported before the cops could even tell you. Imagine like watching TV, and all of a sudden you're like, "Dad, what? No, like, what? wait, my husband? Wait, my husband? Like, is nah, it my daughter? Is that April Fool's? Yeah, yeah, of course. You'd go ballistic, and we're like, "What the fuck? That's just disrespect." But of course. That they say sometimes if you're um, you're a reporter, you gotta hit it where it hurts. You know, just get that story. A lot of reporters are like that. Just, just as long as they can, you want to be the first one to get the story out before anybody else. Just like those idiots who um, go stand online for the uh, next iPhone. <laughs> they want to be the first one to talk about it in social media. Like a bunch of idiots. Uh, I hope they get coronavirus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you, obviously, they can't do that for. <laughs> I would uh, people. No, I'm just kidding. Because yeah. I, I don't know those people. I could be talking about like. You like uh, you like Wahlberg, like this. You like Mark, you like Mark Wahlberg on TED. Like, man, I, I hate your fucking guts, man. I just hope you get the Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> iPhone comes out like iPhone tw iPhone 12 is is uh ready to purchase the so first 10 people stand in line like fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, <laughs> not me. I'm not gonna fall for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm desperate, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Um, so going back to um, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, uh, the Eddie Guerrero. Uh, um, there was there was one. I forgot where this uh, where it was, but if you go to YouTube and you type up like Eddie Guerrero passes passes out in the ring or has a heart attack in the ring, um, he actually has a heart attack in the ring while he. I think it was him, the Dudley brothers, and who's the big tall white guy uh, who was with this. Um, uh, uh, uh. Well, in the documentary though, they showed uh, JBL hitting uh, Eddie JBL. Grill. Uh, well, JBL. JBL hit Eddie. JBL hit Eddie Grill so hard with the chair that Eddie Grill just started gushing with blood. Well, not that. That was one episode, but there was one episode where it was the Dudley Brothers, JBL, um, Eddie Guerrero, and he was partner up with somebody else. I'm not sure if it was Rey Mysterio or Chavo. It might it might have been Chavo at the time. Um, so you know Eddie Guerrero is wrestling the Dudley the Dudley brothers and he's doing his special moves and he's beating up all the uh, you know all all the opponents and he, he's beating up JBL. All of a sudden, snap! His um, Eddie Guerrero his eyes open wide and suddenly, boom. Drops, drops in like passes out, like he had a heart attack in the middle of the ring. You should watch that video on YouTube. You just type up Eddie Guerrero, um, instant heart attack in the middle of uh, in the middle of the ring. So that was already signs. Uh, but of course he 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 would they, they were able to revive him that same night. But those were a few of the signs. Uh, telling a lot of people that yeah he's he's not doing very well like he's already it's already uh, creeping up on him his uh, heart issues his heart issues already start beginning from all, uh, from all the, the drugs he's doing it's the drugs everything man your body can just take so much but mostly drugs maybe What's steroids that? Who yeah, knows? that's the thing too yeah, you're doing like you're doing hard drugs Plus steroids, like I don't think that shit. Be good. It's not a good mix, man. Um, especially when you're just injecting yourself with just chemicals and stuff. It's just so bad for you. Really sad, dude. Back to back, too, man. Two deaths. Two deaths, dude. Yeah, in the in the two year span. In the two year span. Chris, Eddie, uh, Chris, Eddie Guerrero was 05 and then uh, Chris Benoit was 07. Chris Benoit out of everybody. He he took it hard. He Oh yeah. yeah he, he, um, here's a, here's another debate. Here's another debate too that they had on the documentary, and that is uh should Chris Benoit go into the Hall of Fame? And uh I kinda agree with JR. Like I say no, only because as great of a wrestler he as he was, I think if they were to put him in the Hall of Fame. I think it would be too much of a distraction because instead of focusing on his accomplishments as a wrestler, all thing people are gonna talk about is what he did. It's gonna be extremely controversial. Yeah. To to put him in. And I agree I, with you. 
I mean, as uh, as much as I respect Chris Benoit uh, as a wrestler and a performer, uh, I what he did was one hundred percent his responsibility. So I don't think I I don't it would be troublesome to accommodate him as as one of the um, I don't know it's it's like saying. You know, our R. Kelly, <laughs> R. Kelly like, is a great, like, is a great like singer and everything. He's like putting R. Kelly in the music hall of fame. In the music hall of fame, but you're also, you're also putting a guy who's been molesting children all his life. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. So I think, Chris, I think Chris Jericho said the best though. It's like uh. Now, he said you have uh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit that are considered uh, the two of the greatest wrestlers ever. One, you look at his career and it's critically acclaimed. And the other one's almost a bad word if you say his name. Yeah, yeah. Even um, through interviews with other wrestlers, even now, wrestlers today and back then, um, after, after the death of uh, Chris Benoit, even Vince McMahon also stated... Whatever happens, if if an interviewer or reporter asks you about Chris Benoit, we don't talk about it. Like his name, his name is like is like the N word basically. No, his yeah, name I, cannot. I, 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 was gonna, uh, I was gonna tell you if you go on the WWE app, yeah, you can't even find Chris Benoit on any on anything. Like yeah, I tried, yeah, I tried searching like for like, some of the old show, old matches that I could watch before we did the podcast. I couldn't find they, anything. They're trying to make it look like as if never he never existed. Exi- I mean, we all know he existed, but they want to, you know, the corporation wants to wash their hands. They're trying to wash their hands from from any dirty laundry, you know, from anything dirty, anything that deals with. See, every every time they ask him questions about roids, steroids, drugs, um, supplements and enhancement drugs, murders and this and that, WWE doesn't want to touch the subject. Like they they try to switch it to the next subject. Like, okay, next. No yeah, I, I, that's the, another thing too I found interesting too was like, because um, they 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 show the transcript of uh, a conversation, uh, that a text conversation that Nancy had with Chris before the whole incident happened. They got to like an argument over text messages or texting each other, and they got to like an argument. Yeah, and Nancy was talking about how the the WWE uh, drug testing policy is complete bullshit because her husband is doing steroids, been doing steroids for years. And yeah, he can somehow he he keeps passing all these drug tests, never gets suspended. And she was basically texting him like, you know, I'm sick of your shit, sick of your your rage and all that bullshit. Here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. Do you think do you think that WWE um, turns away, like turns the other way when it when it comes to steroids? Like you're not supposed to do it. Uh, I say because you need to fit, you need to, um, you need to reach a certain weight or, you know, size that will make an exception. You think WWE does that? Yes, because some of the wrestlers' bodies, if you look at them, that's not natural. Like, I don't care. It's unnatural. I don't care how many... I don't care how many weights you lift, your body, <laughs> the human body is not supposed to look like that. Nah. It's not. Nah. So, like, there's some wrestlers, like Stone Cold, for example, uh, back when he used to wrestle, you could tell he, he was all natural. 
because he had like a, a beer belly and oh yeah, yeah. Dude. but then there's some of these wrestlers uh like john cena for example uh he like his body looks un, it's like unnatural like he has yeah. like a 14 pack and and it's just yeah. like he <laughs> look like that like 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 these like, wrestlers actually look like they're, they're just superhero comic book characters yeah like they look like superheroes in the comic book which the artists are like yeah you know when we draw our heroes we over exaggerate because nobody looks like this but because well, they're superheroes they're superheroes you, know, you want them to you want to differentiate them from right. everybody else from everybody else they're supposed to be like these godlike like beings right so so people are supposed to look at them like, like super you look at these wrestlers and they look exactly like these superheroes you're like damn i mean i i i work out but i i try to do like okay look i'll be honest man there are times when i try to push it like six days straight i try to do two three hours per day and i'm like i still haven't reached like not look, even yeah, midway look at to, to some look of these at, wrestlers look, look, you know? look at like you know like football players for example who lift weights all the time their bodies don't even look like that yeah yeah like yeah 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 like if you if you even compare a lot of the uh, football players who who work out every day to um prep for the next for for the coming this coming season for football season and you compare them to like these wrestlers you think like, how come these wrestlers still look better than these football players? Like, what are these wrestlers doing that's different from these guys who are like prepping like every day? Not even like, not even, even in off season. Like, you still have to keep your body steady. So, even you know, the, they're uh, still, like, they're still the, like prepping. Even the corner, even the corner said it when he did uh, Chris Benoit's uh, autopsy. He said that Chris Benoit had a. Uh, abnormal amounts of testosterone like men we have testosterone in our body uh, that's where like our, our sperm and shit come from but like you're, you're supposed to have a certain amount like chris Boy had whatever the average amount was for a man he had like a hundred times more than that from all the steroids he was taking yeah yeah like no man should have that much testosterone in their body naturally yeah which is I weird, though. I, which is weird, though, because, like, you no know, steroids pumps all this testosterone in your body. But yet, when you take steroids, like, your dick stops working, but you need testosterone to make your dick get hard. So I like, was wondering, how can, you, how can you, like, you know, have, like, how can you develop ED from steroids when it's pumping testosterone all in your body? If anything, you should just be, like, power fucking Well, you can take steroids. Do you, do you think you think well what do you how do you feel about like protein shakes and you know supplements and like c4 and um you know you know what I, I, actually, I actually question those only because i find it weird that all those supplements are like every professional sports league whether it's uh football basketball hockey baseball they ban all those supplements because they, it gives them it gives the other players the edge like an but, advantage yeah but yeah we as normal civilians we could take it so it actually makes me wonder like if these sports leagues are banning it then what does it actually do to our bodies well it's it's also it's also the, the same um the same rules that they have with poker players 
<laughs> well, I'm not saying you have to be athletic to be a poker player, but then again, we still find poker in the ESPN channel. Yeah, uh, it's still considered a sport. But what they they ban poker players from using is cocaine, because cocaine keeps you awake and keeps you like you know sharp, like you know keeps you uh, keeps you alert. It keeps you alert. So they ban that from players because it gives them an edge. <laughs> whatever happens is whatever happens. Like, what about like drugs are bad for you, kids? <laughs> you know, like who cares about the enhancements and shit like that? Like, don't do but, mar- yeah, do marijuana, okay? Marijuana, okay? Um, but here's here's the reason why, like regular people who are not athletes or you who, are, who don't have like a contract deal with like you know sports agents and stuff like that the reason why we could take it is because of that we we're not obliged to uh play any sport and it's there's no comp- no but it just makes you it just makes you wonder though like uh what is it what is it doing to your body though all right so uh you know, that that's it that's it for uh no, today's episode. Um, social media information. You can find us on Facebook at Solo Ant. Uh, you can find us on uh-huh. at Solo Ant. And you can now find us on Instagram at Solo Ant 2020. And uh, personal information, you can find me on Twitter at Expect the Ant. And on Instagram at Expect the Ant. And uh, Roman, what's your uh, giving your social media info? Oh yeah, yeah. If you want, uh, if you want to know how I look, um, you can find me in Aubrey Freely underscore eighty one, and that's my Instagram. Today, so, uh, yeah. Also, too, you can find us on uh, Tea Springs on uh, you know, Solo Ant. Uh, we know uh, t- times are hard right now, but they're also hard for us too. So if you want to. Uh, Help us make some money. Go ahead and buy some of our yeah. merch. Yeah. Some of our merch. yeah. I mean, since we can't really work right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just uh, find oh. us on Springs at Solo Ant. And um, also, too, you can find us on wherever podcasts are heard. We're on uh, so many different platforms. So. Um, oh, oh. And I also wanted to mention if there's any other any specific custom design you would like on the shirt or on anything at all, let us know. We happen to be graphic designers as well. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to uh throw in the comment or whatever, you know. Or just So this was the daytime, good day. If you had listening to us in the nighttime, good night. And uh we'll see you later. Peace.